Bhagavad Gita is actually narrated in the Bhishma Parva. Actually, it took place 10 days before when the two armies gathered together. But the blind king was asked by Ved Vyasa, the great Rishi of that time, that would you like to see, even though you're blind, with my yogic powers, I can make you see. Would you like to see? But someone who has never seen, first sees completely bloodshed. He said, no, I don't want to see. But give, so give my minister, Sanjay, the vision. Vedyasa said, I'll give him the vision. Like Sanjay will report to me. He said, I'll give the vision to Sanjay that he will see the entire battlefield and what is going on and can report to you whatever you want to know. The setup of the Bhagavad Gita starts in the luxurious palace of Dhritarashtra where the blind king is sitting there on his throne while his children and his brother's children are fighting in the battlefield for his blinding attachment for his throne and for his son. Bloodshed is taking place and he's sitting there. And on the 10th day, when the great grandsire Bhishmacharya, when he falls down, he could not be killed because he had the bone that he will die when he wishes. Ichamrityu they call. And I'll just divert a little bit to tell you something. No? Gurudev was sitting in one person's home. They've reported to me. It's one person's home. And people with what, what knowledge would come and meet Gurudev. One person who was a palmist. Now don't, don't you know, when palmist means everybody wants to go in astrology, everybody likes. So many you said, so it must be true, you know. One palmist, and he was a very good palmist, well renowned palmist. And he came to meet Gurudev. And they were sitting and talking, etc. And this uh, palmist uh, said, uh, everybody said, you know, oh, you read palm, can you read Gurudev's palm and all that? Gurudev didn't show him palm or any such thing. So he said, who am I to read your palm? But for my blessings, giving me blessings, please, if I could just see your palm, who can read your palms? And Gurudev just, when he got up, he just did like this and he went. And this man just sat there stunned. Everybody said, what? He said, he showed me what he wanted to show. Hmm? They said, but what? What? He said, I could see from his hands that he has got Ichamrityu. Hmm? That he will go when he wants to go. That's what he had told about. So there, it is possible. Hmm? And even when Gurudev uh, was in San Diego, hmm, and uh, after he's traveled from Sydney to San Diego, hmm, 
over the, all over the world. And when he dropped his body and they put him on the tubes and everything. Yeah. Swami Chidanji Maharaj had come there and everybody was like, think now what do you... Even he said the same thing. You think you can decide when he will go? For Swami Chinmananda, can anybody decide anything? You don't have to decide anything. He will go when he wants to go. You all remain put. Yeah. So something like Ichamrityu. And therefore, very cleverly, Duryodhana had made Bhishma Charya the commander-in-chief. Very, very cleverly. Because he cannot be killed. He will die only when and how he wishes. But when Bhishma Charya with the arrows of Arjuna fell down, and Arjuna had made a bed of arrows for Bhishma Charya, Sanjay comes and reports this to the blind king Dhritarashtra on the 10th day of the war. And that is where Dhritarashtra puts this question. And the setup of the Bhagavad Gita begins with this question of Dhritarashtra. Very significant is this question. And it is that as such the teachings of Krishna which is called as the Bhagavad Gita starts only in the second chapter. And therefore, majority of the traditional commentators and commentators that followed after that have only given commentaries when Sri Krishna starts speaking the Gita. And this section is just left out as a story. No? Just giving the situation in which Sri Krishna gave this knowledge. But this chapter is so important and Gurudev's commentary on this chapter. And it is a very important chapter to study with his explanation. Because I said such explanation is not available on this chapter because it completely explains to us the human mind. Our complete psychology of the human mind and how step by step when faced by challenges, when there are suppressions and repressions in our mind and when there is an onslaught of a challenging situation, how does this mind react? And how does this mind from such a heroic state can decline to become a depressed, dejected and despondent personality. In fact, if we study it properly, we can know many a times how our minds have fallen to such a condition that Arjuna has fallen. And at the same time, before our mind falls to such a condition, we should be able to recognize it. Thus, the setup of the Bhagavad Gita starts with the 18 chapters of the Bhagavad Gita includes this chapter, which is also called as Arjuna Vishada Yoga. And now we will begin. 
the Bhagavad Gita. I'm sure you all have the book. Invoking the Lord's blessings. Dhritarashtra Uvacha Dharma Kshetre Guru Kshetre Dharma Kshetre Guru Kshetre Mama Kapandavas Chaiva Mama Kapandavas Chaiva Dhritrashtra Uvacha The blind king Dhritrashtra says O Sanjaya to the minister Sanjaya. Dharma Kshetre Kurukshetre Samaveta Yuyutsavaha. Gathered in battle. Samaveta Yuyutsavaha. Gathered in battle. Where Dharma Kshetre Kurukshetre. In this battlefield of Kurukshetra. The land of Gurus, which he also calls as Dharmakshetra. Because it is on that land itself, this great dynasty of Gurus, their ancestors, had performed great acts of sacrifice, yagyas, yagas, charity, etc. And today, generations later, such has been the decline that it has become a battlefield. So, Dharma Kshetre Kurukshetre Samaveta Yuyutsavaha. Gathered here, desirous, Yuyutsavaha, desirous to fight. Hmm? And here you can see that his blindness was not just physical but also mental. Mamakaha. Yesterday also I pointed out hmm, yeah, that Mamakaha, my, my, my. Mamakaha Pandavas Chaiva. Hmm, and the people of Pandu means the children of Pandu. Kima Kurvata Sanjaya. Oh Sanjaya, Kima Kurvata. See, it's in the past tense. What did they? Do. Now, a simple statement that triggered off Sanjaya reporting what happened at the battlefield when the two armies had gathered together, desirous to fight or ready to fight. This verse itself speaks volumes to us. First of all, it starts with the word Dharma. We start always with something auspicious. The word is Dharma. And the last word of the Bhagavad Gita is Mama. And therefore many people say that the Bhagavad Gita is teaching us Mama Dharma. My Dharma. 
is teaching us what is my dharma. As I said, the word dharma, we will go on expounding and finally summarize it in the fourth chapter so that you know what dharma means. So it teaches my dharma. And that dharma kshetra, which was the kurukshetra, has now become a yuddha kshetra, a battlefield. See the decline. And this decline in between, if you want to see it, is kuru. The very word kuru also gives us some implication because kuru means to do. Therefore, kim akurvata sanjaya. Do to do. As human beings, we have been given a choice in how to do our actions. We can choose to act for dharma or with values and if not, we create conflict or war. In between the two of them is our actions and therefore what actions we choose can make the world into a paradise dharma kshetra where people live together ever ready to produce more than what they consume and give more than what they take or with our actions we can make it into a ocean of blood that very place can become a war zone and that is determined by our Actions. So, Dharma Kshetre, Kurukshetre, Samaveta Yuyutsavaha. See how many implications are there in this one word. Mamakaha Pandavas Chaiva, and here you can see wherever my, 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 because our ego is so subtle, it's very difficult to recognize. But our ego is very well recognized. Through our selfishness and our sense of possession as my, my, my. Hmm? And which becomes then the cause of our attachments, our dependence. And then our compromises. Subjectively, Dhritarashtra represents our mind. Mind which is basically emotional is born blind. It feels, it does what it like. Mind is born blind. But thankfully, it is wedded to a buddhi. And buddhi is feminine. Mana is masculine. Yeah. Mana is born blind, but is wedded to an intellect who can see. But like Gandhari, we blindfold our intellect, we become blind, naturally it will breed a horde of negative tendencies in all of us. 
mind is impulsive instinctive it functions due to the impressions of our past called as our vasanas thus our desires likes dislikes it works with these impulses but we've been given an intellect which is a capacity to have to be self aware to recognize our thoughts our actions to be able to discriminate not only between good and bad but also right and wrong to discriminate also between what is permanent and impermanent and real and unreal when that intellect also blindfolds itself what comes is a horde of negative thoughts tended tendencies attitudes in our mind and expresses itself in the world through negative actions producing of obviously harmful results this is how the mind works in each and every one of us so dhritarashtra vacha the blind king is asking mamaka pandavas chaiva my people my own brothers children become someone else's plus they had lost their father so they had come looking up to him as father and yudhishthir was obeying him even played the game of dice just because dhritarashtra is father and if father has said it to do it do it that dhritarashtra makes that distinction discriminates uh, and creates distinction that my children and my brothers children kima kurvata sanjaya what did they do no very interesting during chinmaya mission's 50th anniversary when gurudev started his work that time also our celebration is not some kind of a big grand panafinalia but guruji had said that during this time how we can spread the vision the love the knowledge of gurudev what can we do everything he has already done but to bring out things differently and present it at different periods of time for the society which is constantly changing has been the work of great masters the same ancient knowledge when applied to the generation of that time is the innovation of a living master pujya gurudev through the spirit of vedvyasa krishna who reapplied the very knowledge of the vedas for the period and situations that society was in their times pujya gurudev also spoke to all levels of society from the villages to the biggest cities he reached out from the spiritual to even 
the businessman, the industrialist, from the priest even to the army, Gurudev has addressed. And what could be better that we take his work and people study the entire scripture, sometimes lose the real essence. Plus there are certain beautiful topics which remain scattered in different scriptures. So at that time I thought of speaking on life management techniques on certain topics that is relevant for our life but picked up from the scriptures. Those have become the very popular CDs that you must have heard also. And when I was contemplating and trying to remember what Gurudev has taught to bring up all those teachings in a summary form for various topics, the first thing that came into my mind was the first words from the Bhagavad Gita. If we examine this, you can see Dhritarashtra asking what happened, that Bhishma felt that today if there is something happening in your life that you are feeling miserable about, you feel that a disaster or some calamity has happened in your life. Rather than sitting and grieving and crying over it, do we question ourselves? What have we done? In fact, if we just look back at our life and say, Kimakurvat, what have you done? I remembered once Gurudev sitting on this platform and asking us, no? That suppose you met your creator and he asked you, the life that I gave you, what did you do with it? Do you have anything to answer? It's a very confronting question. Here the audience cannot run away. But when I brought this question up, even I was a bit nervous at that time. Because I told them that do this exercise and I am telling you also. It is not that you have not done anything. But something that you can say that you have exclusively done. That you can keep proudly at the feet of your creator. Not with arrogance. That what you gave me with that I have done this. Kimakurvat. What have you done? See, this is the application of Gita in our life. Otherwise, you know, Dhritarashtra asked the question that uh, what did the Pandavas, my uh, people and the Pandavas. And he keeps my before the Pandavas. You see that? Kimakurvata hmm? Sanjay. What did they do? This should not make you miserable that I have done nothing. Oh, my life is so useless. Hmm. It should wake us up. That we still have got time and let us make some use of our life. And if we've done something, then how did we do it? And with that, we can enrich our life further. So, as I said, this Bhagavad Gita sessions in the Gita Marathon camp is not just about us learning the Gita, but applying it here and now in our life. So today's exercise. 
And in the evening satsangs, I might just pick up any one of you. I said, here yeah, you can't run away. Yeah. I'll pick up any one of you to come and speak. Because, after all, if I said that, you know, this is going to be like a Dharma Seva course where you have to turn, you have to learn to speak. Many of them would say. <laughs> but we are here not just to come and entertain ourselves. We are come here to develop ourselves. And therefore, any challenge that is put in front of you to learn, to memorize, to speak, don't be a coward and say, I can do that. After you go from here, your family is going to ask you. What did you do? You went there, no change has come in you. Of course, you can proudly say, I went there to become changeless anyway. So, Kimakurvata Sanjaya. So, what is the exercise from this first verse? Hmm? Ask yourself the question. Hmm? What is that thing that I can say I have been able to do? And recognize also, as we go on, we will do this exercise. Hmm? As we go and reflect more on our life, those moments where we have blindfolded our own intellect and what has happened as a result of that. Let us at least become aware what happens when we do not obey our discriminative intellect. Now the word discriminative also I'll have to explain these days because we understand it with a negative. You know, caste discrimination, race discrimination, religion discrimination. That is not the discrimination we are talking about. The word discrimination means that by which we can see clearly what is right and what is wrong. So, what happens then? Therefore, during the retreat, reflect on everything that has been said. Not just to understand the word meaning of the Gita, which itself is so fascinating. The ideas and knowledge of the Gita, which is so fascinating. But the most important thing is, how does it apply to me? With our actions, I summarize again. With our actions, we can make a place into a dharmakshetra, a society of giving and sharing, of productions and peace. Or we can make with our actions a family, a society of battles and war. When there is this sense of my and yours, that is the expression of maya, of delusion. In the introduction of the commentary, Shankaracharya said that. I said I'll explain it in this verse. 
when you say decline of dharma takes place and knowledge is lost and when that knowledge is lost what remains is this notion of i and my and from there breeds the hordes of negativities and therefore this one line tells volumes and volumes to us of how our blind mind sees the world vidhrashtra's question may not be of that deep implication but when shri ved vyasa with his pen writes is to point out to us and make us think for ourselves what have we done have we made our life dharmic or have we made our life full of conflicts have we integrated our mind and intellect have we integrated the people in our life and united them or have we divided them and divided our personality so have we created peace or have we created war it all depends on our action and therefore inquire what have i done kimakurvat earlier than later kimakurvata sanjaya and sanjaya itself means one who is victorious jaya and who has got equanimity impartial and therefore sanjay is a reporter he is not because he belongs to the kuru that he will speak something hatred towards the pandavas if the pandavas are right they are right and if duryodhana is wrong he is wrong that is sanjaya so kimakurvata sanjaya thank you for tuning in to this episode by the chinmaya mission If you like what you hear, please consider subscribing. If you're looking for exceptional and detailed content on the Bhagavad Gita and how Lord Krishna's advice to Arjuna is relevant to the hurdles you face today, or understanding your mind, or explanations on Hindu scriptures in easy to understand English, the Chinmaya Mission YouTube channel is the place to be. All links are in the description.